you know, polish the pewter. <laughs> it's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing, brand new bird, it's a brand new wings. Think I went to church, it's a brand new day. Welcome to a brand new show of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 63. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and with me today, as always, is my wacky co-host and longtime friend, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we have Cleary's Comments, the segment where we banter about random things. We both were out of the state this past weekend, so we'll talk about all our shenanigans we got into, as well as some time for reflection and mourning as our Chicago Cubs sold almost everyone in the organization, including some highly touted hot dog and popcorn vendors at the MLB trade deadline. After all the crying and yelling, we get into our staple segment, the Olympics. This week was the Olympics of Canadians, our neighbors to the north. There were some serious prospects for the taking on both sides of the podium, and it was a boot as close as it could get, eh? Make sure you're following or subscribing on whichever platform you use to listen so you don't miss any episodes. Might as well tell your friends and family while you're at it so you can all laugh to get along together. It's a no-brainer. Follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for all sorts of amazing content. You can stay up to date in our world of content and do things like vote on your favorite podiums for the Olympics. It's also good for updates on our adventures. You can get a link for a Kong beer bong, see local bar fights, check out the interesting spots Matt likes to sleep after a couple cocktails, and watch Cowboy Gordon try to be remotely cool. It's No Brains, No Headache podcast. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. Welcome back to the Dugout Studio. I'm now joined by my co-host, longtime friend, business partner, all-around confidant, Matt Cleary. It's No Brains, No Headache podcast. We're about to get into Cleary's comments. But Matt, welcome to the show. Welcome to Cleary's comments. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, you're welcome for you know coming back every week. Glad to have you on the show. How was your weekend? It was a blast. A lot to unpack in my weekend. I know you have something as well. NBNH spanned four states. Over North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin this week. I went out to uh, Wisconsin in uh, the early part of last week, and I stayed at a hotel that... Um, Somebody was murdered in. No, if that that's that would be the nice thing that happened there. It was the worst hotel experience of my entire life. Let me guess. You were in charge of booking that hotel. No. Okay. My dad was, Bill. Way to go, Bill. You yeah. almost got Matt killed. Yeah. Well, he knocked this out of the park. He said, hey, we used to stay here when we were kids. It's, <laughs> it's all about nostalgia. Red, they hadn't updated it at all. Red flag number one. If, you, if they used to stay there as kids, that means it was 40 years ago. No bueno. And <laughs> there was three double beds in one room. Okay. This they, is so the... it was just a big room. There was three beds in it. Um, after we plugged in one phone charger, none of the outlets worked the rest of the weekend. So we You're didn't on have... vacation. You got to get off your phone, Matt. No, it was just charging my phone. Yeah, why do you uh, need to charge your phone? You got to wa- get off your phone. Watching TV at night. What about it? Nothing worked. Did the TV work? Uh, it did the first night, and then we plugged in one outlet see that hotel room sounds like a great room to have with like two of your buddies on a college trip not your sister and your father on a family trip (laughs) 
Yeah, basically, so we get there, and then we go all back, and we're playing cribbage on these back uh, table, or what do you call them, picnic tables. There you go. And they're both broken, and just have ashtrays all over them. Also, everyone smokes in this facility. And I'm like, okay, I'm not playing here. Like, I can't sit on the table. Only one side works. So we go out front of the hotel and play on these high-top tables that are just at the main entrance for some reason. And... There was so many drug deals that went down. People would just drive around back. Five minutes later, drive through. There's probably ten cars. How much money did you make? I didn't sell the drugs. Oh, well, you should probably say that. You said, so many drug deals went down once I set up at the high top. That's what you said, basically. I observed drug deals. And did you report it to police? No. Well, now you're now you're liable. I'm pretty you're sure you're the drug dealer. I'm now. pretty sure this hotel is known in the town as like a sovereign nation. Like, just no one touches it. There was three different police, uh, not police, pizza delivery people that came while we were playing cribbage up front. That's pretty normal for a hotel. Nothing extravagant about that. Okay, but yeah, it was the worst experience of my life. I hope to never go back there. Everything in the room sucked or didn't work. Everything smelt like wet dog. And, yeah, I mean, I played golf and I hit every single tree that was possible to hit on a golf course. And, yeah, we went kayaking down seven miles of river. That was actually kind of enjoyable. And then my cousin's wedding, shout out, Uncle Paul. You were there for a wedding? Yeah. I thought you were just on family vacation getting drunk for four days for fun. No, we got drunk two days and then... There was a family wedding. We went to Stillwater and then... Go Ponies. Go Ponies? Yeah, Stillwater Ponies. Continue with your story, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, went to Stillwater, stayed in an actually nice Airbnb, and cousin Lizzie got married, and Uncle Paul, that's his daughter, and uh, he beat me in cribbage. And it's yeah, a thorough a- rundown of a hotel with an analytic breakdown of the Cleary family. Mm-hmm. That was riveting. Matt, would you say you're a Catholic? Ish. And you said that was the worst day of your life? You're one of the lucky ones. Sounds like a good vacation. I'm glad we, you know, split ways. You went east. I went, like, southwest, kind of. And I'm glad we spanned the vacation. You were marketing the podcast while you're out there, right? You're talking to people, getting everybody to figure out the podcast, say, hey, what's up? Well, most people I talked to were my family members, and they me so great that's some great outreach some customer outreach out there to the family members that hate you hopefully they're listening right now i went down to deadwood south dakota like i said we we split ways went down there on saturday morning with our boy joe Berger. we decided hey we're gonna hit up a rodeo because i've been jonesing for a rodeo i don't know if you know this if you listen to the podcast you should Got pretty obsessed with bull riding there for a while and bullfighting. I still am pretty obsessed because I drove five hours to go check out a rodeo. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I love how smoky the America is right now. America is on fire right now. And as a result, everything's just smoky. When you're just driving across the country, it's just like you can hardly see anything. It's ironic that we did the Olympics of Canadians this week because it's from Canada. How is that ironic? I I don't know. It kind of sounds like okay. That was ironic. I that was so unironic that I couldn't even process your statement just a second ago. 
But yeah, we went down to the rodeo, stayed at um, a hotel that sounds like a lot better than yours. Did the classic uh, rented or you know booked a smoking hotel room just because it was cheaper. Got the free upgrade to a non-smoking, and then still smoked in it. It was quite hilarious, <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, you got to see. It's called Days of Seventy Six Rodeo down in Deadwood. They put on the whole theatrics like in between events. Such as uh, you know, bronc riding, bareback, saddle bronc riding, uh, you know, team roping, barrel racing. In between all those, they had like a little show of like Wild Bill Hickok and like a little history of Deadwood, and they would do like a reenactment of like a stagecoach robbery. So, I mean, there was some theatrics there. It was pretty ridiculous, but a lot of fun. Checked out the vendors like usual, and yeah, we saw our guy Weston Hartman. He'll be on the show next week. Uh, he's riding a bull. Didn't get a full eight seconds, but that's all right. He got it out of their safe, so that's really what matters. And, uh, yeah, there's only a couple guys who really rolled the whole eight seconds because uh, that was, like, the afternoon rodeo, and then we went to the evening one as well, met up with a bunch of friends. I went to the Deadwoods version of Bard Bucks, so that was just awesome. Yeah, Here's irony for you. You want to hear irony? It was smoky out as shit outside, and you go into this bar, and it's got a sweet little dance floor, and they're just pumping the smoke in there, the fucking fog. It's just like, you can't escape the fucking smoke. You go in to dance, there's smoke. You go outside, there's smoke. I mean, there's smoke everywhere. North America is smoky right now. And remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Just kidding, I'm, I'm sure. Do you do a little gambling? I, I only put like $20 down on roulette. Didn't really do a whole lot of gambling. As we waited for a late night pizza before a jaunt back to the hotel, but... I was actually up like 30 bucks at one point and then gambled it all away like any greedy man would. But lots of cowboys down there, you know, got to mingle with the laid back country folks. So that was fun. And yeah, like I said, saw a lot of friends. Started drinking at about 1 p.m. and continued that until about 2 a.m. So you do the math. It was a lot of fun. Go check out Deadwood. I'll have to go check it out sometime. I'm actually going back down in a couple weeks. So Okay, I've never been there. Okay, that explains a lot, Matt. Going out to uh, the old Wisconsin and Minnesota. That's the opposite direction. Got to go check out Deadwood sometime. It was so fun, I was tempted to stay another day. You know what else sounded fun? What's that? Woodstock 99. HBO came out with this documentary. I watched it. I basically said, Jordan, you need to watch this. You watched it. It is insane. Premise behind it is Woodstock came back with their 30-year reunion they came back in 1999 in a place called Rome, New York. And this place was chosen because the town was struggling. Their Air Force base is closed. So what better to do than have Woodstock 99 at your decommissioned Air Force base? I mean, that actually is a pretty good idea if you think about it. Yeah. It started out really well. Yeah, it started out so positive and then it just went downhill very fast. They had some great bands. They had DMX, Alanis Morissette blanking on some other ones but they had a ton of like bands that you know now play and it just went off the rails there's four hundred thousand people there kid rock was there kid rock yep metallica limp biscuit counting crows dave matthews band somehow sneaks in there but it was a great concert idea how it went down not so much it basically turned into the thing that I took away from it most is that they wouldn't let people bring in food or drinks 
to their camping spot. Drugs, however, Dr- fair yeah, game. Yeah, drugs. They, if you gave the security guard twenty dollars, you could take in as much drugs as you wanted. I don't even think you have to do that. You just have to put it at the bottom of your bag yeah. or hide it anywhere remotely hidden. And people were freaking out about four dollar bottles of water, and they did have free water available, but it was quickly turned into people taking baths in said free water. So that was gone. The portable toilets became overflowing and the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that was just absolutely terrible. I mean, most music festivals or concerts like that you go to, you're not going to have the best facilities, but these are, like, really bad. Like, really bad. Just garbage all over them. They were overflowing, and then it rained, too. So there was a bunch of mud right by the porta-potties, and people were, like, wrestling in it. And they were like, it was basically just a bunch of human shit at that point. I guess we should have premised this with a spoiler alert. We're basically just going to explain Woodstock 99, but hopefully uh, it encourages you to go check it out on yeah. HBO Max because it's worth the two-hour watch. Yeah, the the visuals of it are crazy. Yeah, it's awesome to see, especially us coming off of like Country Fest and getting that taste of uh, not only another music festival, but like what it takes to kind of put them on. Seeing that documentary was very... Uh, interesting for me just because like if you think about the logistics and the security and just like every all the moving parts 400,000 people jesus punch me in the dick and call me sally i would not want to work there all right we have the population of omaha nebraska coming this weekend we have a town of 8,000 people how is this gonna go should be able to handle it well there was a guy he's like yeah i used to just i would just go grab pizza boxes because those, and I would sleep on those because those were the things that didn't have urine on them. Or did they? He <laughs> probably had to sift through the yeah. urine soaked <laughs> ones and get a few good ones. Well, another funny part was uh, they're talking about the security, which I was like, I was thinking about the whole time. It's like, holy shit, this is straight up the purge in concert form, an apocalypse, basically. And they're saying that the security team, you basically just went through, like, a couple hours. There you go. A couple hours of, like, security class or whatever, and you basically got certified and hired, like, right on the spot. So they're saying a lot of people just did that and went through all that and then just slowly faded into the crowd because they could have their credentials with them and use them when needed and then just hide them and act like a normal festival goer in the in the meantime. And the amount of trash that like people just threw on stage and like no one really did anything and then the I think it was Saturday night there was they like started fires and they tore down a bunch of equipment and then they they had to have the headliner go back on stage to say, "Hey, let the fire department in to take out the fires, but also we're going to play a song about fires." Yep. And the bass player was completely naked. Yeah, that was maybe that was maybe where they went wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are trying to blame like that band and stuff, and it's like, well, maybe you should have thought of that before you hired the band. I mean, you hired the band to come play. You didn't hire the band to control your four hundred thousand person crowd. I wonder why things got out of hand. Because, like I said, it was like the purge. They're just outnumbered. Yeah, it, absolutely. They like hired fifty thousand police detectives to come in just to break things up because people weren't leaving people were dying oh yeah there was there's a lot of chaos going on some people even just started to leave early because they're like this is not good of what's going to happen tonight i mean you (laughs) 
You crowd a bunch of people together, get them all amped up, give them some drugs, get them all delirious from the sun all day. I mean, bad things are bound to happen. I think, like, the one good thing I could take out of it, or maybe people did make money, was that vendor cost. All you had to pay was $500 to get in as a vendor to 400,000 people. I bet they made bank. I hope so. I mean, that that's a good business plan right there. Be a vendor until, like, Saturday afternoon, and then grab, grab all your shit and leave before they just tear the place apart. Yeah, the uh, Woodstock organizers, it did not go the way the original Woodstock went. Or didn't they have one in, like, 94, 96 or something yeah. like that that were actually somewhat successful and did pretty well? Yeah, and then they tried one in 2019. They got all the bands lined up and then just yeah. pff, failed. Fell through. But check it out on HBO Max. Uh, what's it called? Just Woodstock 99? Uh, yeah, Woodstock 99. Go check it out. It's definitely worth your time. Um, there's a little bit of a vacation if you're going to Woodstock back in the day, but I'm talking, I want to talk about staycations. You know what a staycation is? Let's get into it. Would you ever post a picture with the caption staycation? Cause do you even know what a staycation is? No, my staycation is like, I'm going to take a Monday as a personal day and just hang out. There you go. I mean, I'm all for freedom and like doing whatever you want, but I'll still question it. And it sounds like, a staycation is just a stimulation of the local economy. You know, the one that you already live in. Um, and, and it's on your own account, so somehow it makes you feel better. So I guess if your definition, Matt, is staycation of staying home from work on a Monday, I would call that a personal day. But, like, would you ever go to a Bismarck hotel and, like, get a hotel room? No. If you didn't have, like, at least a wedding there. So, like, even if you did have a wedding there, probably still wouldn't get a hotel. I mean, the last, like, event I had, I had a hotel room at the place the event was at. And I got so drunk, I Ubered home. You forgot you had a hotel <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, and stayed at my house. Classic. That's You know, that's bound to happen. Have a couple cocktails in you. You never know what's going to happen. I actually take staycations all the time. Speaking of which... I go out to the bars and restaurants and enjoy myself by spending money. Then I pass out, stay on a buddy's couch, and I wake up feeling refreshed because I got away for a night. You know, just a classic going out and getting drunk. Is that a staycation? At what point are we just not living at home anymore? Yeah, I've been on a staycation for three weeks, just never living. You're just... You ha- you're paid rent at, like, an apartment or you own a house, and you're just living at a hotel in town. Are staycations an epidemic? I Well, they're not an epidemic. They're things that just shouldn't happen. If you're going to pay for a hotel room in the town you live in, spend the 30 bucks on gas and do it in a hotel you don't live in. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be better, obviously, if you're in a bigger city where there's a lot more ground to cover and more things to do. Even if you drive, like, have to drive 45 minutes to an hour across your city, just because that's how, like, Phoenix, for example, go, like, from mesa up to scottsdale that's a vacation because you you left your area yeah so what does a staycation even exist or is it just a dumb word made up staycation yeah is for people that don't want to take a vacation but just want to like sit and do nothing in a hotel room i guess oh if only you had a place to do that like your own place you live at whatever i'm not i'm gonna save up my blood pressure for the aaron Rodgers rant later would you put the year you graduated high school or college, it doesn't matter, in your bio of social media and then leave it there for multiple years after the fact? No. 
That's like the there's athletes that I so I'll see people on Twitter. I'll like click on them, and it's like I'm a 2022 recruit, three star, and they put their GPA or their like ACT score. It's like GPA 2.8. That's not very good. <laughs> like. <laughs> At some schools, you need even higher. Just yeah, to it's like okay, you can almost get into a state school or like ACT. I saw one. I'm not shitting you. ACT seventeen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> what? I got a full ride to play linebacker at the Southern Mississippi Welding Program. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just gonna hope to get into like a CNA school. Turns out that's just an afternoon class. They went to security school at Woodstock 99, got their grade 12. I'm just saying I don't think it's a good look, and people need to reconsider their captions and bios. That's all I'm saying. If you graduated high school eight years ago, maybe take that out of your bio. If you graduated college five years ago or yesterday, take it out of your bio. Unless Nobody cares. Unless you're this re- isn't LinkedIn. Unless you're really proud of your school, I'm not going to put my alumni in my bio what i will put in my bio is that i haven't used a barf bag oh you went to you mary that team that lost to the minot state beavers 64 to 3 yeah the fact that the only there's just three teams at the bottom of the conference that collectively beat each other so no one would go undefeated or defeated the entire year yeah it was great it's only fair i want to talk about barf bags i have this memory in my head have you ever used a barf bag on a plane um, I haven't on a plane, but I have had like a similar barf bag mechanism that I've used on a car ride where I got very ill. I got the flu once. Oh, okay. So had a long drive ahead of me and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely been there. Um, not with the flu, though. I was hungover. Um, <laughs> and so I was thinking about barf bags because like I know people were talking about them in other uh, circles I live in. And... Like, have you ever used one? I was like, no. But this one time when my family was flying to Washington, D.C., my brother Sean decided to eat three blueberry muffins on the plane. And I was pretty young, so I don't remember it. But all I remember is that he grabbed the barf bag, puked in it, filled it up, and then just puked all over the back of the plane. And I remember just, like, my mom, like, cleaning it up as we were leaving the plane. But I was, I was kind of hoping that you had seen someone or know someone that did some sort of barf bag story i mean me personally i don't really get sick i don't get motion sick i maybe on the sea but i've never been on the fucking sea or the ocean for longer than a few hours but um yeah flying car rides i don't really ever get sick and yeah the one time i did was i was actually went to a vikings miami dolphins game and they won it also happened to be a time where like the third most crazy flu was taking over the Twin Cities area. I went to the Mall of America, touched a few things, <laughs> contracted the flu, and uh, I, I didn't start yakking until after the game. And I legitimately, it was such a bad look because I'm like with my family, and uh, I'm like, I'm not drunk, I can handle my booze, but right after the game, after I get done sucking down beer for three hours or four hours, I start puking, and I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. But um, ultimately, I I was just ill from yeah. a flu. It's the worst-case scenario. Also, the Mall of America is the birthplace of germs. Yes. I mean, you're going to walk around that place, touch all sorts of things, go on rides, little kids everywhere. It's, you know, there's a lot of germs flying around there. But, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, they have... 
you know, those pesky Green Bay Packers. You were in Minnesota and Wisconsin. We're talking about the Mall of America. I want to talk about a gentleman named Aaron Rodgers. Had a few drinks the other night after he finally decided to come back to the Packers. And I just, I want to, I want to talk about it. I just laugh at the people who really thought Aaron Rodgers was leaving Green Bay. I mean, what a sissy-ass baby whiner. You play ball like a girl! I don't know whether to be impressed or disgraced at his actions over the last six months. I blame social media for pointing out the fact that this guy has lost four or five NFC championships. I blame Jeopardy and Alex Trebek Trebek for allowing him to do his job so well on the iconic game show. He asks questions in Jeopardy better than he does asking his own family how are they doing. Is this man the Antichrist? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. No, he's Aaron Rodgers, an ungrateful son of a bitch who is up there with Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos of dipshits who think they're cooler than they actually are. Now, A.A.Ron. You done messed up, A.A.Ron! And we all know that, but I won't sell you short. You won three MVPs. But so has Johnny Unitas. He's not very popular anymore. He's a great football player, but not very popular. You've won one Super Bowl. But so has Brad Johnson. And I have his autograph. And I actually like him. For eight to nine weeks out of the year, you actually reside in Green Bay. As do thousands of obese people and crackheads. Why are you so mad at the Packers? They're the only fan-owned organization ever. So if you claim to love the fans but not the organization, then you're a fraud. And that goes for any athlete ever. The power is in our hands, the fans. You work in the fucking entertainment industry, for crying out loud. Without the fans, these sports and events suck ass. Don't believe me? Watch an NFL game in 2020 with no fans. Matt sleeping on the floor of a camper is exciting. By a lot. So how about you show some respect for all those people who supported you through those four NFC championship losses? And if that's not the case, and it's the fans... Then the almighty rumor of Green Bay Packers fans being the worst goddamn fan base in the league, based off of douchiness alone, must be true. I'm confused, A.A.Ron. That's my middle name and I fucking hate it as is. Then your stupid ass comes into play and it makes me want to go down to the courthouse and change my name to Gaylord Fokker. Just so I don't have to have Aaron in my name because he's a whiny little selfish prick who plays a sport that involves 10 other guys on his side of the ball and 52 other teammates. What do you want, A.A. Ron? Should we hook you up with our buddy Jeff Bezos so he can fly you to Mars, so you can get the big dick glory of being the first lunatic to hold the football on a different planet? What do you want, A.A. Ron? I'll take fuck off. I hope you go 0-17 next year for 1,000, Alex. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'll respect the rant, but I completely disagree. Well, what's the point of my rant? Donuts, go nuts. I respect it. I think Aaron Rodgers is screwed over by Green Bay. They don't give him any help. Well, it's a fan-owned organization, yeah. so then blame the fans. It's yeah. a pretty vicious cycle. My whole point is he's just not a team player. He's yeah. a selfish prick. Absolutely he is. So then you agree. But 
they don't give him any help. He is not... Tom Brady is in the GM's ear about who they're going to sign. They don't tell Aaron Rodgers anything. They give him Alan Lazard. And how, how long has he been in the league? Would you Would you guess? 13 years. Do you think at any point he signed a contract extension or signed to be there longer? Yeah, he did. I mean, stick to it. Stick to what you signed, man. It's a contract. Be a team player. And the whole point is... If you, blame, if you blame the organization, it's owned by the fans. So then you blame the fans. And if you don't like the fans, then you blame the organization. You have nowhere to go, A.A. Ron. You look like a fool. Hope you go 0-17. He does have the hard thing of him hating his family. That's tough. I'm going to move right on to the Boy Scouts of America. The Boy Scouts of America has filed for bankruptcy in uh, basically the most odd way because they're spending $850 million of paying off a settlement to tens of thousands of children for sexual assault. And I think that they could avoid this by not sexually assaulting kids, one, and two, having something better to sell people than unsalted popcorn. I'm thinking of stuff that the Girl Scouts have an absolute monopoly on the cookie market how they sell it and they make so much money off of it but the boy scouts have that so i want them to go out and do something that is technically legal but i want them to sell stuff that's like borderline like go door to door and sell throwing knives delta eight thc okay both illegal probably to sell as kids door to door so there's two red flags right there i'm gonna stop you right there that's why they have scout masters that then what's the point behind. of the Boy Scouts? Just sounds like uh, an a, an adult door to door throwing knife salesman. Doesn't sound like Boy Scouts. Actually, I like door to door throwing knife salesman better than I like the Boy Scouts. I think it is a shit situation that they got themselves into, and the fact that they filed for bankruptcy is the dumbest thing ever. Because the fact that they spend their money on like you drive through Minnesota and every small highway you see like a mile it's like this is brought to you by the dillworth boy scouts they spent money on sponsoring a highway but can't not diddle their kids yeah i mean that's a really good point you make my concern is did something happen to you when you were in boy scouts no i quit the boy i quit the boy scouts when i found out the next thing was called we blow yeah well i don't know i'm concerned something happened you bring them up a lot i'm just i'm looking out for you you got to check in on your friends making sure they're okay I don't know. You should apply to be CEO or the way it sounds, CFO of the Boy Scouts of America. Then maybe you could realign their finances for them. Got to find something that they can sell that makes them money like the Girl Scouts have. Well, I think trying to sell knockoff marijuana and throwing knives is just probably not the best best thing to do. How? Also, Boy Scouts, pretty sexist. So, I don't know. I just wouldn't get into that if I were you, Matt, but... Hey, you do you, uh, Godspeed to the Boy Scouts and their diddling settlement slash bankruptcy. Hopefully they declared it loud and clear. Something you can do loud and clear is leaving us a review. Matt and I work very hard on No Brains, No Headache podcast, and the way we get better or the way we know we're doing what we're doing is by review. So all you got to do is go over to Apple Podcasts. Um, This is America. Like I said, Apple is a powerhouse company you don't have one find one should be pretty easy hey if you're door-to-door selling throwing knives ask somebody when they come to the door hey can i borrow your iphone go to apple Podcasts, 
type in No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing so you never miss an episode. Scroll to the bottom. Give us one to five stars. Hopefully you give us that five star, if not four, or give us a one. Be that one person who gives us a one if that's how you truly believe. And then write a review. It's as easy as this. Janzy21 said, Beers Bros, Battlestar Galactica. I don't really get it, but he said it's the best, worst podcast of all time. Thank you, Janzy21 and Newstead. Keep working. Keep, all right, great work, fellas. Keep it up and go, Cubs. I can't read all of a sudden. Huge fan. Thank you, and Newstead. We got Conan Jahusu here. No brains, no problem. There's a lot to unpack with Matt and Jordan's weekly show. Cleary's comments is wide open, so buckle up. Interviews are always nice, and the Olympics game they devise can get interesting. These are these guys are a great listen. Nonetheless, thank you all for your review. Hey, if you can read and write, if you're not illiterate, go on over to Apple Podcasts, say four nice words or four not very nice words, leave us a review. A review. We'd really appreciate it. What I do appreciate is the BK Lounge. We talk about it often. See, the BK Lounge is okay to bring up often. I'm not concerned about your mental health and your past experiences when we talk about BK. Boy Scouts, different story. What about BK? But it, it hit a little close to home. Uh, we got some family in Omaha and in Lincoln, Nebraska. Burger King's been getting kind of hit with they don't pay their employees enough. They do, they can't get employees, so they they're closed and. What this Burger King did is absolutely fantastic. They went and put up on the sign, and I quote, we all quit, sorry for the inconvenience, threw a closed sign up on the door. Well, who put that sign up if they quit? Somebody didn't quit yet. I think they did it, and then they went inside and then quit. So they lied. They put up a sign that said they quit before they actually quit. I wouldn't want them working at my Burger King either if they're liars. No one likes a liar. Thanks, Burger King. <laughs> I just loved how it went viral. They're like, yeah, we all quit. We're done. I don't know, sounds like every food establishment in the Midwest, as far as I can tell, every place is hiring. So if you're looking for a job, open your eyes. I don't know. Go to BK in Omaha, Nebraska. You can be the manager, probably. I mean, you can work your, lay, your way up the BK Lounge ladder really quick because nobody works there, and you would be the only one. Maybe you could franchise that one. I don't know. Yeah, the, fr- the franchisee, the franchise, franchise, franchisee, French fries, I believe is what you're trying to say. <laughs> the franchisee has to be just furious because he's like, oh, I bought this Burger King franchise. We no don't have any employees anymore. I don't know. Hopefully they're in the real estate business, just like their competition. McDonald's, just a staple in America. Oh, great. As is our guys, the Chicago Cubs. I would like to take this time to give our thoughts and prayers to all the Cubs players that were dealt this last weekend before the 2021 MLB trade deadline. Andrew Chafin, T's and P's. The left field popcorn vendor, T's and P's. Ryan Tapera, T's and P's. Jake Marisnik. Matt said he didn't like him, so no T's and P's for you. The right field hot dog vendor. T's that, that, and, that's a tough one. That's a tough loss to swallow right there. 
Trevor Williams. T's and P's. Craig Kimbrell. T's and P's. Matt, probably pretty sad about that one. Javier Elmago Baez. T's and P's. Rookie of the Year MVP Chris Bryant. That one hurt. T's and P's. And maybe the nail in the coffin. Anthony Tony Rizzo. My boy. T's and P's. Matt, let's vent it out. I care about our mental, you know, outtaking here in life. Let's vent it out so we don't have any pent up aggression. We don't do anything too crazy after the Cubs dismantled their entire team and what was the core to the 2016 World Series championship team. What's your first thought? My mind just goes to Moneyball when Brad Pitt is talking about how his team got dismantled. He's like, the Yankees got my kidneys, Boston's got my heart, and Seattle's got my lungs. And that's kind of how I feel. It's... It's there's not a whole lot left, and it is tough. My mind goes to the scene in Rookie of the Year where he's getting his arm checked out and he slaps the doctor in the face and he says, Funky butt loving. That's kind of it's not the funny part, the slap in the face. That that's where mine goes. It's really sad to see. I mean, 2016 was one of the best years of my life, thanks to the Cubs. They won the World Series in 2016, the alma mater that I'm proud of. That actually wins some games in sports. University of North Dakota, Fighting Sioux, they won the national championship 2016. So it was like a double whammy for me. I was walking on sunshine. Not anymore. I got to ask you, where were you and like what were you doing when the Cubs won it all in the fall of 2016? I was on my way to San Francisco, and I was on a flight. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I shouldn't and, have asked this question. Yeah, and that, You sound and, like a terrible Cubs fan. Well, and then I got off the flight because it was in extras, and I ran through the airport, probably looked like some sort of terrorist, ran in the lobby, found a TV. It was like two batters away from when Mike Montgomery is pitching, hits a ball over to KB, KB throws it to Rizzo, and arms go up, and I could not have been more excited. I just yelled. Caused a little bit of a scene in the airport. You were by yourself when the Cubs won the World Series? Yeah. Uh, Grand Forks, a little place called Brick and Barley. I was with fellow Cubs fans, Matt Keller, Casey Dome. I believe it was like a Wednesday because there were not very many people out. But obviously, we were out and about. Um, I think we did a little bar hopping but ended up staying at Brick and Barley, which is not a sports bar at all. But we just kind of had a TV to ourselves in the back. And, yeah, that final play happens. Casual Wednesday night, all of a sudden, three dudes are yelling high-fiving, swearing, crying, chugging, laughing, hugging. We did it all. And, yeah, I'll never forget that. Uh, Got very drunk that night, went back to my apartment at the time, took a wooden stool from the counter and started smashing it against the wall. And as a result, I woke up my roommate, Whiskey Siski, (laughs) who came out to shards of wood everywhere of a broken stool And, yeah, we just kind of bombarded him with hugs. And, yeah, I have one of the best pictures ever. One of my buddies passed out on the floor. I'm not going to get into details. But it sounds like I had a little bit better experience than old Matthew over there. He's in San Francisco, of all places. 
KB got dealt there. Wow, dude. Look what you did. You were in San Francisco when they won the World Series, and now KB's there. That's on you, dude. No, this the trade deadline is just shitty, especially this year, because like midsummer for me, I'm super busy. Um, and when I'm not busy, I'm like on the water, I'm traveling, I'm doing something else besides watching baseball on a TV. It's just super sad because I didn't get to watch their last games as a Cub. Like I, I just was so busy. I knew the trade deadline was coming. I was paying attention to the Hound Dogs, my fantasy baseball team, still in first place, by the way. And that's about it. And then I should have known. I mean, call me a bad Cubs fan for not thinking ahead, but you got to learn in life. And it's a staunch reminder to never take anything for granted and be thankful for what you have. So I, I definitely had this feeling ever since 2016, especially those like couple of years we just did not make the, the Cubs did not make the playoffs. And I just uh, basically, I knew it was coming to an end. And I, I, since they didn't win another World Series and they actually had very difficult seasons of not making the playoffs or getting booted in the first round or losing to the Marlins, who were fucking terrible. Thank you to the big three for everything. Tony, El Mago, and KB. Also, fuck the Yankees. Hell, every guy's got his dream, am I right? Between you, me, and the wall, I had a doozy myself last night. <laughs> Get this. A corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains, whistles yo-yos, a circus midget, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle, give me the finger, and a duck. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Are you crying? There will be no crying in the Olympics as we're back with the Olympics on No Brains, No Headache podcast. We have a new month upon us, Matt. So what does that mean? It means we have a full new slate of the Olympics. We're not taking any weeks off in August. So this week we are going to do the Olympics of Canadians. And just looking forward really quick, we have other topics such as places to have a beer, video games, hair icons, and Asian food. So looking forward to that throughout August. we got a nice Olympic schedule. Let's get into the Olympics of Canadians. If you don't know how it works, uh, we pick a topic such as Canadians, and then Matt and I alternate with our favorites by choosing a gold, silver, and bronze in descending order. We can't have the same picks. We'll also have a lost in the medal round. And then we always have DQs and honorable mentions are optional at the end. Oh, we're doing this recording a little bit ahead of time, so we have to figure out who is going first because rules state whoever won the prior week's Olympics goes second. Instead, we had a very sophisticated method of Matt flipping his phone and impromptu heads and tails. I believe I lost, so therefore Matt is going to go first here on the Olympics of Canadians, our neighbors to the north. I was honestly kind of hoping you were going to go first because see what kind of direction we're going in. But I'll hop right into my gold medal, and I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, solid pick. Uh, Van Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder. What comes to mind? Deadpool's hilarious. Vax it! Vax it! Barbecue sauce! <laughs> Which we found out was not part of the quote. But yeah, if anybody's listening, that is not a movie quote at all. That's purely an inside joke from Matt and I from the movie Van Wilder, where Ryan Reynolds stars. Do you have any like other super favorite Ryan, Re Ryan Reynolds movies? I really like the Deadpools. Yeah. I think both of them are good. I like yeah, I like how they put a little spin on comedy with like a, somewhat of a superhero at the same time. 
Yeah, my mind just keeps going to uh, Van Wilder. I'd love for your piece to be on me. There's yeah. all sorts of one-liners in Van Wilder. I think I have one here, but I'm not even going to go through it and figure it out. Ryan Reynolds, he's a good-looking Canadian. He's very popular here in America as well as Canada, I hope. And, yeah, he's a great actor, a lot of good roles. I think he has a new movie coming out. Um, I don't even remember the name of it, but the trailer looked pretty good. Solid gold pick, Matt. Detective Pikachu. Isn't that already out? Yeah. That's been out for a while. I actually haven't seen it, but Ryan Reynolds, solid pick in the gold medal round. And, I mean, it kind of coincides with my gold pick. I had to go with my boy Keanu Reeves. Matt's facial expression is telling me that that was on his power ranking list and I stole it. However, I mean, that's just part of the game here in the Olympics. Uh, I went with Keanu Reeves. He's from the movie Hardball, which I think we can both agree is just a fantastic baseball film with the Cucumbas, G-Baby, Southside Chicago, in the projects, as the Canadians would call it. We live in the projects. Um, did a great job there. Uh, obviously, The Matrix, that movie just blew everyone's mind at the turn of the century, made you really consider, you know, are we living in a simulation or not? He's obviously got his John Wick franchise, super popular and powerful. And my, my absolute favorite character, he has played Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4, the Canadian Evil Knievel. So Keanu Reeves went full circle. He went full Canadian. He played Duke Kaboom. I just think he's an all-around just like good guy. You see him in the news of just being a good person, very laid back, uh, very humble as well. So Keanu Reeves, man, is this a good direction of our podiums? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of actors and actresses. and and But I'm going to go a little bit away from that, okay. and I'm going to go with... Justin Bieber. For the silver pick. Yeah, my silver medal. Love the Biebs. Don't always like the things he does, but comes out with some fire music, and I am not afraid to say it. Yeah, no, he, as time has progressed and he's gotten a bit older, I've enjoyed his music a lot more, and I have actually learned to re respect the Biebs a lot more. I used to give him a lot of crap, but that was mainly just because we were competing with this asshole all the ladies our age were like, oh, Justin Bieber with his stupid little bowl cut from Canada. Hate it, okay? He needs to, you know, go to some back garage, you know, barbershop and get a different haircut. But fast forward, 2021, the kid's tatted up. He's not a kid anymore. I respect him more. I like his music a lot. So don't don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to say you like his music if he's your silver pick, Matt. Okay, this is open for interpretation, meaning we can really do whatever we want. And you chose the Biebs. I want you to be proud of that. Are you proud of that? Uh, I had another pick that I'm kind of, I think I'll still get, but I think it could have been above it. So I'm kind of fighting with myself a little bit. Matt is regretting his picks. I can just tell by his facial expression. Hey, the Biebs is a solid silver medal recipient. There's nothing wrong with that. Although I think my silver medal recipient is a little bit better. Um, definitely going to like her a lot more. It's Pamela Anderson. Pamela, I like. She did the movie Barboyer way back when, where she was just looking good and blonde and fulfilled. 
And then she went on to do a sex tape as well, where she was also looking pretty good. So she does good behind the camera, is what I'm trying to say. Also known for Baywatch um, and Playboy, of course. You can't forget, you know, she was nude in the magazine for everyone to see. So good for her and the confidence in her game. But I think the best was when Borat was just obsessed with Pamela Anderson. I think she should personally thank Borat for, like, revamping her career. Like, do you agree? Cause yeah. Well, and I'm going through some other movies. Did you know she was in the live-action Scooby-Doo 2? It's, yeah. And Monsters Unleashed? Well, and she is very you know good-looking. Sometimes you can mistake her for the old Carmen Electra. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, was that the one that dated Dennis Rodman? But. No, Carmen Electra had to hide when she was dating Dennis Rodman when the old Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen came, Scottie Pippen came and got him. Not Pamela. My silver pick, Pamela Anderson. Great pick. Canadian. A. I'm going to jump right into a fictional Canadian, and I'm going to go with Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, didn't even come on my radar, and I'm pretty upset. That might be the nail in the coffin because we're not quite done yet, but when we are, you can vote on our podiums on Instagram and Twitter and also Facebook, I found out. Just look in our story, um, at NBNH Podcast. You'll be able to choose on Matt's podium or my podium. We take it pretty serious. You're out here choosing bubbles for your bronze. One could argue he should be higher on the podium. However, didn't even come on my radar. Then again, my extensive research of doing this a half hour before we recorded, I'm not surprised. Trailer Park Boys. Corey, yeah. Trevor, Smokes, Bubbles. Philadelphia Collins. One time, back in high school, I dressed up with these with this shirt <laughs> and these racquetball glasses, and I combed my hair like a certain way, and everybody said I looked like Bubbles. That's not what I was going for, but it was the highest compliment I've well, probably ever received. And behind this, like, the actor that plays Bubbles... He can only wear those glasses like when they're filming because they hurt his eyes so bad. Well, granted, because his eyes are like huge. And he was like a professional skateboarder. Really? And played in a band. Like he's really good at guitar and stuff. And you could see that watching the show. I can't take any of that into consideration because we're talking about Bubbles, not the man who plays Bubbles. Correct. Talking about Bubbles, this guy, he collects uh, shopping carts. Okay, he lives in a shed with several cats. And and that's a bronze-worthy medal recipient right there. Guys, get the fuck down. It's Gary, the head mall cop. <laughs> the helicock sucker. <laughs> I love the bubbles pick, Matt. Good for you. Um, I'm just kind of I'm a little sad now because I just feel like I'm going to lose if I don't step it up. For my bronze medal, I guess I, you know, I just got to go with the classics here. I'm going to go with a little guy named Mike Myers. Yeah, baby! <laughs> I swear I didn't set up those sound clips just because I had Mike Myers. They just happen to already be in our sound banks. I mean, Mike Myers, classic. Started with Saturday Night Live. Out of that, he got the Wayne's World franchise that he wrote himself, basically. Went on to play Shrek. Uh, kind of did a bunch of like weird roles later in his career. Obviously... Let's not forget about Austin Powers. I mean, this comes full circle, Matt. A few months ago, we did the Olympics of Austin Powers characters. 
Um, I don't think, it, well, Mike Myers technically made that podium because we had a fat bastard on there, played by Mike Myers, Dr. Evil, played by Mike Myers, Austin Powers. I mean, this guy is, he's the white Eddie Murphy. I mean, he can play all these different roles, and it's hilarious. I got to go with Mike Myers for my bronze medal. Oh, groovy, baby. I'm going to go with another musician. I'm actually changing it up on the fly here. I had wrote down my Lost in the Metal round, but I'm changing it. I'm going to go with Shania Twain. Oh, my God. I, I'm upset with myself. You know, maybe we had some circumstances earlier that were crunching our time. By that, I mean we had a meeting, and then we went to Big Boy. So couldn't find the time, apparently, to do my research, and now I just see bubbles slip through the cracks, and I see Shania Twain just out of my grasp, didn't even come on my radar. I don't. People in Canada, and especially Google, they just don't treat Canadians fairly because it's like, I don't know, you got to be a certain stature, you got to be at a certain point in life where Google's going to add you on the list of popular Canadians. Where the fuck Shania Twain? That's my love of the 90s, and I didn't even think of it. Is that even love? Do I even love her? Shania Twain's one of those artists where it can be at a hip-hop concert or anything. You're at a bar and a Shania Twain song comes on, and that place just explodes. Everybody loves Shania, myself included. Uh, I'm definitely have to give myself some penance here for not thinking of Bubbles and or Shania Twain. Uh, That just makes me sad. I might just have to listen to some Shania songs after this. Loving the picks, Matt. You did a really good job with your podium. Rounded out my lost in the metal round. And let's not forget, Olympics on No Brains, No Headache podcast is open for interpretation. I think open for interpretation is pretty self-explanatory. So that's why my lost in the metal round pick is the Montreal Canadiens, the hockey team. 24-time Stanley Cup titles to that franchise. Granted, a lot of them came when there were <laughs> five other teams. <laughs> yeah. But still, pretty impressive. 24 times uh, the most winning program in NHL history. Program. It's program, thank you. Uh, you know, they got a lot of projects out in Canada, but the Canadians, they managed to figure them out, okay, and they come out on top. Uh, they they went pretty far this last year in their NHL season. They're kind of underdogs. I just chose them mainly because you think of Canada, you think of hockey, and Keanu Reeves, obviously, but hockey, first and first, mostly. We got to have a Canadian hockey team represented on our podium if we consider ourselves fans of Canada, which we are. I didn't even prepare my Canadian accent for this segment I think for the sake of our listeners, I'm just not going to do it. What do you think? That's fine. That's fine. All right. Real quick, let's go through your podium and my podium for the listeners. I have my gold, Ryan Reynolds, silver, the Beebs, bronze, bubbles, and lost in the meta round, Shania Twain. Hey, I'm glad we both got some females on our podium, you know, to show our diversity, a large wooden ship used in the Civil War era here on the podcast. My podium is gold, Keanu Reeves, silver, Pamela Anderson, bronze, Mike Myers, lost in the meta round, Montreal Canadiens. Shall we talk about a few honorable mentions? Because 
a list of your favorite Canadians can get pretty extensive. There are a lot, considering it is a whole country in North America. What were some of your honorable mentions? Eskimos. Okay. That's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of like mean of you to say, but whatever works, dude. Canceled. I actually pre-canceled, so. I'm pretty sure you can only say Eskimo if you use, say it in Eskimo bro fashion. Okay, yeah, it just has to tag along with it. Yeah. Um, one I had written down that I changed out was Seth Rogen. I think he kind of hasn't done too much lately. I mean, he's hilarious, don't get me wrong. Uh, love a lot of his movies. Smokes a lot of weed, apparently. He was on the cusp of my list. I just... I couldn't pull the trigger. Maybe if you stole some of mine, I was going to put him up there. I had Seth Rogen. I also had um, a basketball basketball player by the name of Steve Nash. You ever heard of him? I refer to him as a soccer player, but whatever works. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, Michael Sarah. And the only reason I thought of it was uh, this is the end when he's drunk and the telephone pole impales him. He's like, where's my phone? And then after he's impaled, he's like, it was in my pocket the whole time. Classic. That movie is kind of dumb, but I like yeah. where your head's at. Honorable mentions. I Mike, have one more. Michael J. Fox. Oh, okay. I mean, we could go down yeah, the whole there is, list. There is a ton. One of my favorite honorable mentions on this list, Tim Hortons. Open for interpretation, Tim Hortons. It's a Canadian coffee shop right like and like breakfast food basically um unless you live near the canadian border which i did when i went to college in grand forks north dakota there was a tim hortons there so i actually got to enjoy tim hortons um i really don't understand the hype but it's like that's their brand like Ooh, where's the tim hortons at eh you know that's what they say sometimes you have to respect the brand it's like it's like mcdonald's is america tim hortons is Canada, you know, eh? You know what they call it up there? I'm on a slang website, theculturetrip.com. It's just all Canadian slang. Bring it on. Timmy's. Oh. Also, a uh, commotion or a fuss, they call a kerfuffle. Yeah, I've actually heard that. Or like the, you know, we got the classics uh, from Russ Valley, Restores, <laughs> Russ Bros, Project, Garage. Battery. Battery. <laughs> Burr. I mean, what Matt and I discussed prior to doing this podium was Avery Schof. If you don't know who Avery Schof is, go ahead, do yourself a favor, look him up. He's from the TV show I just mentioned. The most Canadian and entertaining person there is in reality television. Matt and I sat down, looked each other in the, in the eye, and said, we got to take this guy off the board, otherwise it's just going to drive our friendship apart if one of us has him and the other one doesn't. I mean, new rules state we can't have the same guy, so Avery Schof had to be taken off the board. How Canadian is Avery Schof? Uh, uh, so Canadian. Can you do your Avery Should we do our Avery Schof impressions? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess that's kind of my fault. This guy forgot to put mortar oil into a goddamn demolition <laughs> derby car. Like, that's, I don't know, this, he can, he, Claims to be a senior mechanic, but he forgot oil in the demo car. Gotta love him. Do you have any DQs? Mm, I don't like Drake. I don't like Drake either. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey, I'm cooled off on. I don't really. Yeah, Jim Carrey, 
not great. He kind of fell off there. What has he done? Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, that movie was not good. I, I never actually watched it. I don't know why, but I hate William Shatner. Eh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but hey, to each their own, all right? Remember, you can vote on these podiums. Do not forget to do that. Matt and I have thousands of dollars on the line. No, we don't, but it's a serious shot at our pride if we don't win it, and I want nothing more than to one of us be really sad every week. So go over to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at NBNH Podcast. Choose your favorite podium. Are you going to go with Matt? Are you going to go with Jordan? We got some all-star podiums here on the Olympics of Canadians here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. No Brains, No Headache Podcast. (laughs) That's our show for this week, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. All you have to do is type in No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing. Scroll to the bottom. You know, you get a chance to give us one or five stars. Hopefully, you give us the five. Then also write a few words about a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to next week, we will have a guest in studio. He is from Mandan, North Dakota. He is a professional bull rider, and he goes by the name of Weston Hartman. Uh, We recently became friends with him, so we decided, hey, why not? Let's get you into the studio and talk about that crazy wild world of rodeo and especially bull riding. So we're going to have a great conversation with him. In the meantime, get caught up on all our old episodes, and we'll see you next week. I don't know. I got fucking wasted last night.